Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. The Tuesday Night Wars are officially over and the ratings are in. Sorry it has taken me so long to go over all of this, but I had to take a little break yesterday. We took the family out to the movies and I'm here now and I'm going to go over everything that's been going on in the wrestling world as of late or everything that's been happening in the past couple of days. We had AEW Dynamite. We had NXT on the same night. We also got more CM Punk news. We have the cm punk news update as well as some other news to go over what's up everyone welcome back to the two-part episode of snug wrestling podcast the only wrestling podcast where wrestling is still real this is the first part later on today the second part is going to be coming out because we have two shows to go over so stay tuned for that this is episode number 71 with me your host world's greatest pro wrestling analyst in the world my name is edgar hope everyone is doing good today we're gonna be getting started like usual with the news so let's get into that WWE NXT defeated AEW Dynamite in the ratings. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say we all predicted that. We all saw this coming. WWE NXT did 921,000 viewers. AEW Dynamite did 603,000 viewers. I was expecting a way higher number for WWE NXT. To be honest, we had The Undertaker on there, John Cena, Paul Heyman, Asuka, Cody Rhodes, and Jade Cargill, and L. LA Knight. LA Knight was also there unannounced and I thought for sure NXT was gonna do at least 1.5 million viewers but that wasn't the case. AEW Dynamite with their 603,000 they dropped about 200,000 viewers and their average 800,000 viewers that they do on a weekly basis but when it comes to the shows itself both of these shows well I have uh, very strong opinions about both of these shows if we're gonna be comparing them which we will be but that's going to be in the second part of episode 71 and i think my comparison or the results from my comparisons will surprise you it is now being reported that cm punk was never in talks with the wwe and that there's no plans for cm punk to appear at survivor series or in wwe or ever at all and now they're just playing with my emotions at this point first they were heavily in talks and there was some interest there now there isn't now they're saying that never happened what the hell is going on i mean we have been seeing some references in the wwe i'm not buying that everything that has been said in wwe program is coincidence and now i'm gonna sound crazy but i believe that the news that is being reported now that cm punk is not in talks is a way to throw off the fans because there has been a lot of talks about this i don't think this is all 
all made up. I think this is a way for WWE to cover its tracks, throw the people off, and make the surprise even bigger. That's what I'm gonna tell myself. That's what I choose to believe. And I'm not gonna lose hope that CM Punk is gonna be returning to WWE. Brian Pillman Jr. We saw a video package on NXT from Brian Pillman Jr. Actually, it's looking like that's not even gonna be his name. Like Braun Breaker, Brian Pillman Jr. is not gonna be using his family name in the WWE. And like other people, there's a long list of people, second, third generation wrestlers that do not use their family's name. Bray Wyatt, Ava Rain, to name a few. And Brian Pillman Jr. is gonna be added to that list as well because it is reported that his WWE name is gonna be Lexus King. But after seeing this video package on NXT, this is a completely different Brian Pillman Jr. that what I'm used to seeing from the AEW. This WWE presentation is already making big changes to Brian Pillman's personality, to his look, to his attitude. And if you haven't heard it, I'm going to play the clip for you guys here really quick. Everywhere I go, people stop to tell me, man, I loved your dad. Such a trailblazer he was. It seems like everybody has such fond memories of my father. Well, you know who doesn't? Me. His own damn son. I lost him when I was just four years old. I don't know him. And you'd think being a WWE superstar would be the last thing that I want to be. And you're right. And trust me, I've tried. I've tried everything. I've tried football, lacrosse. Hell, I even have a college degree. But this industry has been in my blood since birth, and I could never escape it. I've got no choice but to embrace it. I have no choice but to inflict pain on the very business that has brought me so much grief. But when they see this face, I don't want them to think about my dead father. I want them to think about me. I'm nobody's junior. And from this day forward, I'm going to take on the last name of the real man who raised me, the real father figure in my life. And his name was King. And now so is mine. So at least the WWE is addressing the fact that this is Brian Pillman's son. Unlike Braun Breaker, I don't believe that was addressed when Braun Breaker first came in into the WWE. And Brian Pillman Jr. or Lexus King is actually explaining the reasons why he won't be taking the Pillman name. And he cuts a pretty heel promo on his dead father. I'm sure Christian would be really, really proud right about now. After seeing this video package, most likely we will be seeing a heel Lexus King. I'm very curious to see where this is going to go and I hope to see Brian Pillman Jr. I'm sorry, Lexus King. I have to get used to that. I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the NXT. That's it for the news. I want to get into this, the fun stuff here, the, the Tuesday Night Wars, the AW Dynamite. I'm going to get started with that one first and then after who had the better show, who had the better matches, and who really won these Tuesday night wars not just in the ratings but in the show quality overall but first let's get into aew dynamite tuesday october 10th kansas city missouri 
The show opened up with Christian Cage, and he was in the production room, the TNT champion. And he does a little preview of what we are going to expect of the biggest Dynamite title Tuesday. We're going to get Danielson and Swerve. We're going to get Copeland and Luchasaurus. The first 30 minutes, it's going to be commercial free. And the opening match is going to be Danielson versus Swerve. They showed a clip from Collision of the match between Kyle Fletcher and Danielson. The Swerve's house chants are louder than ever ever in kansas city missouri and prince nana he's out there doing his dance the best dance in professional wrestling today it was also announced that john moxley is not able to compete so orange cassidy is going to be taking his place in the international championship match later on in the show when this match starts swerve and danielson they're rolling around the ring like a couple amateur wrestlers swerve is coming back from beating hangman adam page at wrestle dream and a win versus danielson will would be splendid to see from Swerve, especially since Danielson's last match was versus Kyle Fletcher, and that skinny twig was totally kicking Danielson's ass during that match in collision. Swerve was doing the technical wrestling here and the 450 splashes, and this match had it all. It was very, very good. These two guys pulled out all the stops here in this opening match, and oh my goodness, that's what I was saying throughout this entire match. I was really impressed by what these two guys were doing in the ring and I felt kind of bad. My daughter, she was trying to talk to me, my wife, and everyone was trying to talk to me during this match, and I was like, no, don't speak to me right now. I'm watching something really, really good. Swerve was going to cheat and use Nana's crown, or the headband, or whatever you want to call Nana's gimmick, and Swerve has used this before, but this time, he was not able to because that sad, skinny, jean-wearing cowboy, Hangman Adam Page, comes out and snatched the gimmick from Swerve's hand and helped Daniel get the pin damn you page i want to swerve to win and then we had a video package by samoa joe the video package announced that at collision joe will start his road to greatness and also address mjf so he still has his eye sets on mjf and the aw world heavyweight championship the next match chris jericho versus hobbs good luck chris jericho you're going to need it when the bell rings chris jericho is looking at hobbs and decides to just run at him and just start swinging. Hobbs kept hitting Chris Jericho with spine buster after spine buster after spine buster and Chris Jericho tries to fight from underneath and poor Jericho Hobbs just kept slamming him. Chris Jericho would not stay down until Hobbs hit Jericho with six spine busters and two body slams and Hobbs gets the win over Chris Jericho. We get a video package of Roderick Strong and Adam Cole funny goofy video package. The injured Adam Cole is still doing chores for his buddy Roderick Strong while Mike and Matt Bennett are watching along. They're all wearing Next Strong t-shirts and I wonder if Kenny Omega was recording this on his iPhone. Now in AEW and all these video packages I just picture Kenny Omega recording with his iPhone all the time. I can't unsee it now. For the international championship Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix. Like it was reported earlier during the opening match John Moxley was not medically cleared and Orange Cassidy never got his rematch so he gets it tonight but why announce John Moxley in the first place if he was not medically cleared why not get him checked out before announcing John Moxley and did they say why Orange Cassidy never got his title rematch there's just so many questions here a lot of things that I'm not understanding for this match Ray Phoenix he's been having some back issues since Wrestle Dream and has been wrestling with a bad back and Ray Phoenix has done really good job of selling that back throughout these matches 
is. But it is Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy hardly ever loses. Orange Cassidy has superhuman strength and has the most devastating Superman punch in the world. And did I mention Orange Cassidy is super jacked? So I would not be surprised if Orange Cassidy won this match. And what do you know? He actually did. The international championship belt has changed three times in about 37 days. The first time was at All Out September 3rd, 2023 when John Moxley defeated Orange Cassidy and then Ray Phoenix won the title from John Moxley. It wasn't audible, but the belt changed hands there for the second time. And John Moxley was supposed to win his title back on this show of Dynamite, but since he wasn't cleared, Orange Cassidy ended up winning it versus Ray Phoenix instead. And this belt has never meant less. Well, it kind of always hasn't really meant much compared to the other belts. A lot of people would argue that Orange Cassidy had the belt for over 200 or 300 days. It was a really long time where Orange Cassidy would defend that title successfully for a long time. But longevity in a title reign, just having random cold matches and having title defenses every week does not make a title mean something. It does not give it prestige. And now you add all these injuries to this title reign and you add the fact that it was changed more and more over time. It's just meaningless title. If you compare it to the World Heavyweight Championship and even the TNT Championship now, both of those titles, they mean something. This international championship is the working man's belt. It's the belt that gets defended week after week after week after week, but it needs to be held by someone with charisma and it needs to be given a storyline. It's instead of just having these random cold matches where the international champion just defends it with anyone, anytime, anywhere, and any place, let's add some value to this belt. Now that Orange Cassidy has it, let's get a storyline out of this. Let's get something to look forward to instead of Orange Cassidy just fighting random people and just beating everyone left and right. Let's make it a little bit more interesting. RJ and Tony Storm, they have an interview. Tony Storm made her own short film. This is a silent picture, and this was a funny video that they did for Picture in Picture. Tony Storm is officially the Picture in Picture queen, and this video was really entertaining. Wardlow versus Matt Seidel. We got to see Wardlow for a bit in this show. Wardlow picked up Matt Seidel and slammed him a few times like a sack of potatoes and just walked off. The referee called off the match, and Wardlow won. No pin. Once again, Renee tries to interview Chris Jericho, but Daniel Garcia tries to check on Jericho, and Daddy Magic, or Luke Hand, or whatever that guy's name is, he's one of the ex-JAS guys, the Jericho Appreciation Society guys, was guilt-tripping Garcia for checking on Chris Jericho. And Daniel Garcia's like, what? I'm just being human. And even though Daniel Garcia is checking on Jericho now, I'm predicting that Daniel Garcia is going to be the next member to join the Don Callis family and turn on Chris Jericho. The sad cowboy hangman versus Jay White. Jay White still has MJF's belt and is pulling a Christian here because Jay White is pretending like he's the champion now. Excalibur called this a dream rematch and I started laughing out loud because Excalibur says this about almost every single match in AEW. Jay White is scheduled to wrestle the real champion, no not CM Punk, MJF at full gear so Jay White needs to win this match. But it is Hangman, we know how much he loves to go into business for himself so who knows what can happen here. Hangman Adam Page hurts his knee because he was doing all kinds of crazy high-flying moves. 
And Jay White, being the shark that he is, he smells blood and he started working on Hangman's knee. And Hangman has to be the dumbest cowboy ever because he has a bad knee. And he's still doing flippy doodahs from the top rope to the floor. I mean, he did a moonsault, a blind moonsault from the top rope onto the floor and lands it and he doesn't sell the knee or nothing. I thought for sure that was going to be the end of the match because I'm like, if you have a bad knee and you do a moonsault that high, well that can't be good but it was hangman adam page was all good hangman adam page tries to go for the bugshot lariat but he can't do it and that makes no sense because you just did a really high moonsault and you were able to do that but you can't do a bugshot lariat but then prince nana comes out and tries to hit hangman and jay white gets the win over hangman with a roll-up mjf comes out and he's ticked off one belt mjf looking like a real poor without both of his belts and MJF, he wants his belt back. MJF tries to play mind games by telling Jay, you don't care about the guns or the juice. Unlike me, I care about people like my bro, Adam Cole. MJF drops two shits on his promo. The second shit gets edited. I guess AEW only gets one shit per episode. And MJF says Jay White is great. One day, Jay White will join the very exclusive list of AEW champions, which is a lie. MJF, stop lying exclusive what exclusive list of aw champions everyone in aw has a belt mjf asked for his belt back again and jay white said you gotta win it back and i'm like what jay white you're not even the champion jay white just punked the champion mjf out of his own belt that's like me walking into someone's house and being like i live here now get out next week there's another tournament for the dynamite diamond ring and the juice man is going to be in it and when he wins the juice is going to give mjf a gift and the juice man pulls out a roll of quarters with mjf's name on it a very very controversial shot that was made at mjf we all know the story he's told us all how the bullies would traumatize mjf by throwing quarters at mjf i don't know how this shot at mjf MJF is going to age over time. For the women's championship, Soraya and Sheeta, they go one-on-one. Sheeta won a number one contenders match at Rampage two weeks ago versus Soraya's friend, Ruby Soho. This is Soraya's second title defense. Soraya defeated Tony Storm at Grand Slam and is now going up against Sheeta. Ruby Soho shows up disguised, but that backfires. Tony Storm runs out and attacks Ruby Soho from behind. And nothing against Sheeta, but the AEW women's title will mean a lot more if it stays on Soraya. I think it's great that Soraya has been defending the AEW women's championship only on the big shows like Grand Slam and like this title Tuesday. And let's keep that going. Soraya kept getting near falls on Hikaru Shida, fall after fall, and Shida kept kicking out. And that's when I started to get worried. Are they actually going to put the belt on Shida after that big win that Soraya had at All In and they made it such a big deal they wouldn't just take the belt off Soraya just like that would they and they did Hikaru Shida won the title again what the hell this makes no freaking sense Shida won the title in August lost it at all in just to win it back again and like the international championship the AEW women's champion has changed hands three times in two months Don Callis he's on during picture in picture doing Sammy's gimmick with the gigantic flashcards this is what 
what Sammy used to do back in the day when AEW first started. MJF, he had an interview. He doesn't want to be interviewed. He just wants to call his buddy Adam Cole. And man, Adam Cole was still occupied with his other pal, Roddy. Oh man, the drama, the drama. Adam Cole is in the middle of this bromance and everyone just wants a piece of Adam Cole. And the main event, Luchasaurus versus Adam Copeland. Before the match, Christian cuts a promo and he takes a shot at the Judgment Day by saying, I didn't take some ragtag group, dressed them up like it's Halloween and convinced them that they're tough guys. But it doesn't stop there because Christian kept going in on Adam Copeland and even brought up Beth Phoenix, Adam Copeland's wife and Adam Copeland's daughters so adam copeland rushes to the ring in full speed ahead and gets attacked before the match even starts by luchasaurus and nick wayne luchasaurus lets adam copeland gather himself adam copeland gets back up and here we go with the main event the bell rang luchasaurus was getting a lot of heat on the coat man copeland fights from underneath luchasaurus does not let the coat back in the match and this is a different luchasaurus this luchasaurus he's not doing spinning kicks He's not doing backflips. This Luchasaurus is very calculated and he's way more methodical than the old dinosaur that we're used to seeing. Adam Copeland outsmarted the dinosaur and Wayne and Christian and managed to get the win on his debut match here in AEW. There's an afterbirth and Danielson comes out for the save. The BCC come out for the save. Then Hangman comes out for the save and all hell is breaking loose. It looks like Edge might be aligning himself with the Blackpool Combat Club to take on Christian Cage and his two goons. But that was AEW. That was the main event. Let me know what you guys thought about AEW Dynamite so far. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling and stay tuned for the second part. <laughs>